explain to me what you're doing here? I came looking for booty. You came looking for sex with an underage boy. Oh, no, I ain't come looking for no little bars. I ain't got no milk, no cookies, nothing. I came looking for man's butt. A man's butt? Excuse me? Oh, I know who you are, Chris Hansen. But see, I, I called you Chris Hansen. I watch your TV show all the time. So you can go ahead and bring them cameras and the police is waiting outside. It don't make me no difference. Now, I tell you what. I like you and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way. Okay, I, I see you choosing the hard way. Uh, okay, cut. This isn't working. Someone get this guy out. Hey, oh, hey, you ruined that part. No, Chris, I'm no, a please. I'm a warrior. Welcome back to Inside of Julius's Mind. This podcast is going to be shorter than normal. It's to ask a simple question. Could and will the boondocks survive in 2019? So, welcome back to Inside of Julius's Mind. So, the Boondocks started in 2014, and if you like me, a lot of people like me, you knew that with the first episode, it was going to be a wild ride. Um, to give a little background about the Boondocks, it's basically a story about a grandfather and his two grandsons, Riley and Huey. Riley being the hood nigga, Huey being the intellectual, the woke. Um, and the first episode, they moved to this this neighborhood, majority white neighborhood, and they're having a party with the rich people in the neighborhood. And it comes up where people are enamored by Riley and Huey uh, because they are like the first black kids in that neighborhood. Um, So everybody is, well, the two kids decide to use that to their advantage. Uh, Riley being destructive um, and Huey being informative. So, with the first episode, we know exactly what we're in for. Um, And periodically through this podcast, I'm going to be playing certain clips of certain episodes that I like. And if you guys have any episodes that you like, you know, just comment on um, where you listen. I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can find this podcast. So... The first episode starts off with a bang. And what I mean by bang is uh, Huey gets the um, the mic at the party. And he starts talking about Ronald Reagan. And talking about Jesus and all these people. And this is what he said. So, 
Everybody's quiet. He's at a garden party. Here it is. So basically what's happening is that's what he expected. He expected a, a free-for-all for what he was saying. And it turns out it was a dream. And his grandfather had the perfect reaction to this. <laughs> this was his reaction. Grandfather kind of finishes that by I'm about to go find me a white person a lot to right now. Classic. So as like the seasons go by, uh before I go any further, I have to shout out Aaron McGruder. He was the creator of Boondocks. And some of my favorite episodes, including being the first one, uh this episode with Martin Luther King comes back to life. Uh this episode about Tyler Perry. And being okay to cross-dress for Christ. Uh, there's an episode about uh, the two whitest people on the cast, voiced by Charlie Murphy. And I forget the other guy's voice. Um, but what they basically are talking about is um, how hood it was when they were in the military. And I think it's... I think. Uh, as we go through this podcast, I'm going to play some of those clips so you guys can kind of see exactly what's going on. But the reason why I want to know if the boondocks can survive is because 2019 has showed that you have to be politically correct 24-7. You can't be politically correct at once at one time and not politically correct at another time. And people really don't allow you to grow. So if you said something in 2016... And people didn't really like it, and they find out about it in 2019, you're going to be held accountable for it. That's what it is. Right? So, with Riley being the hood nigga, air quotation marks, I think that's what's going to be a lot of people's problems. Um, I equate the boondocks to being a mix between The Simpsons and. Family Guy, but the black version. And the reason I say that is because they predicted a lot of stuff. Uh, because it's just a reflection of what we see outside. Uh, for example, I want you guys to think about it. What would happen if Martin Luther King came back alive, like right now? What do you think he would say? What do you think uh, he would react to how 
his dream was interpreted. You think he would be happy? Do you think he'll be um, excited? Like, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe he would be happy. But this is uh, the boondocks take on if Martin Luther King was alive. feel like that's exactly what Martin Luther King would be if he wouldn't have died, if he wouldn't have been murdered. So, The Boondocks was one of those shows that was just like blatantly honest. It was in your face 24-7. It was. It wasn't politically correct. Um, there's a part to where, you know, Granddad and Riley, uh, they have a, a conversation and Riley tells Granddad to say pause. Say pause, Granddad. And Granddad is like, say pause for what? Well, when you say something gay, you have to say pause. What did I say that was gay? And they go back and forth. And that thing right there, just that little back and forth, I don't think personally that it could survive in 2019. Uh, because you have to be politically correct. You have to be um, inclusive. You have to be uh, understanding and you can't say anything that's going to box somebody in or make them feel left out. 
Uh, but I, I, I really can't do it justice because I was I grew up watching this. You know what I mean? It came on every Saturday night, and I watched it religiously. I watched it up until they they stopped making episodes. And I really think the unsung hero of the Boondocks, besides the creator, is Regina King. Um, she voiced both Riley and Huey Freeman. And for somebody, if you guys know who uh, who Regina King is, for her to do both of those voices, it's major. Because there's a lot of times where Riley and Huey are having conversations and they're going back and forth. So I think that's another dope thing about Regina King. Um, and another thing about the Boondocks, God, I could go on and on. Well, I'm going to try to keep this episode short because I want you guys to really think. Uh, if you guys watch the Boondocks like I did, I want you to kind of go over your favorite episodes and think about it like, damn. Like, Family Guy had to change. The Simpsons had to change. American Dad had to change. This is a majority black show. And it may not be that open to the general public, but I do know a lot of people that aren't black that watch the boondocks. Uh, so with that being said, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is the world too sensitive? For a show like the Boondocks, because it didn't just make fun of gay people, white people, black people. It made fun of everybody equally. You know what I mean? Like everybody got the jokes. Everybody. It was. Uh, it made fun of the Middle East. It made fun of George W. Bush. It made fun of 9-11. And if it was really what the government said it was. Um, I think it is what you know, I've been to the, the monuments and I've seen it. Um, but it's kind of funny to see in like animation. Um, they had an episode where I started off my intro with the, uh, the booty warrior. That was a real person. That's a real episode. You can Google that on YouTube and find out who they were talking about. Um, there's a, another part to where uh, W, that's what I'm, I'm going to call him. He's the white guy. He's voiced by Charlie Murphy. And he kind of goes on and he's talking about um, how, what he went through in the military and how he got through it and what made it worth it and how he, he kind of has PTSD but he's one of those white people that thinks he's black. Uh, so here's that clip. Uh, so I understand you just got back from Iraq. For real? Yo, what's it like? What's it like? What I'm supposed to say to that? It was cool. There was bitches. But a lot of them had, you know, they was covered up in them curtains and stuff they'd be wearing. But I digress. It was war. It was war, basically. Whoa, you know what that's like? Motherfuckers be... Bombs blowing up. And, you know, the shit scared me. It scared the shit out of me. Matter of fact, I shit on myself over a dozen times and ran out of toilet paper after the second time. Do you know what that meant, right? 
had to use the thumb, man. It was kind of nasty. But, you know, the good thing about it was they stopped taking me out on patrol because my name became Snake Bomb. You know what I'm saying? They said you know, I was giving away our position because of the shit smell. That was fine with me. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they want to leave me back. And I was like, well, fuck y'all. Y'all go ahead on because I don't need y'all anyway. I'm rich, bitch. Describe Riley Freeman in one word. <laughs> So that's kind of just showing how people like go into the military. No offense to anybody that's in the military that listens to this podcast, um, but how they kind of exaggerate their service. Most, you know. Um, now, if you serve, thank you for your service. But you have to admit that there are some people that didn't do anything. You know, if you were in the reserves, I don't want to hear about your service time. If you only went to a place to work out and come back, I don't care. I'm joking. I care. But I want you to be honest with everybody else um, talking about what you went through. Um, then there's another part of the show to where Riley Freeman is having an interview. And that kind of, it was like the last little part of the, the clip in the, um, when he was talking about war. And Riley's like, I don't know if a lot of people that listen to this have like that little like hood cousin that was raised in the suburbs, but they identify with the hood. So that's kind of how they react. That's who Riley Freeman is in this episode. Now they were in the hood before they moved to the suburbs, but they were like eight, nine years old. Um, so here's that clip. I say real nigga. Real nigga is two words. I know it's two words, nigga. Real niggas don't follow instructions. This is Robert Freeman's other grandson, Riley. He's empowered by the prospect of a black president, not in the way society would hope or expect. <laughs> If my nigga Obama gets up in there, I'm going to act up, fool. I ain't doing no more homework, nothing. We taking over. Come on, what's the cop going to do to me? I'm going to be like, don't make me call the president, bitch. And the cop, he going to be like, oh, snap, Riley, a real nigga. The president's a real nigga. We can't do nothing. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll say do it before it's too late. <laughs> so that's kind of just going back to how most black people felt when Obama was running for office. We thought that shit was going to be different. We thought that because we had a black president, we had the same of the luxuries that most white people had. And the point of Barack Obama being a something you achieve for was because of all of the positive things, not really for the things that Riley Freeman thought it was for getting off from the cops, stuff like that. Which makes it hilarious because, like I said, he may be eight or nine years old, and that's how he sees the world. And he classifies himself as a real nigga because real niggas don't follow the rules. So, that type of stuff is what makes uh, extremely liberal and extremely conservative white people uncomfortable. People that say stuff and don't really care about the repercussions like a Riley and a Huey Freeman and like an Aaron Magruder who makes these episodes and puts it out there and it's a reflection of everyday life. 
And I think that's what makes people uncomfortable because when TV shows reflect life, that's when you have to actually come to the realization that it's extremely hard and extremely difficult to be politically correct 24-7. Now, I'm not saying you can go out there and be blatantly disrespectful. Uh, you can be blatantly insensitive. You can be blatantly racist. You can be blatantly sexist. You can be blatantly um, misogynistic. But you have to understand that some things will be said and some things will be mentioned that you can fight against, but it doesn't mean it's just going to change. Prime example. This is why I know. While I'm excited for the boondocks to come back, it wouldn't survive. There's a clip, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, where Riley and Granddad have a discussion about pause. We've seen people in the NBA be fined for saying pause. And no homo. Um, it is going to be too late real soon. So, uh, yeah, hurry up. Thank you, Riley. I'm going to really let him have it. Show him my stuff. Give that man everything I got. Pause. Pause? Pause what? You said something gay, so you got to say no homo, or else you a homo. But what did I say gay? You said you was going to give this dude everything you got, no homo. That's not gay. You said I was going to give the man everything I got. Pause, granddad. If it sound gay, it's gay, and you got to say no homo. How I know you're not a homo, granddad, if you don't say no homo? I'm not saying no homo. Okay, you want to be a homo. Stop calling your granddaddy a homo. Then say no homo. I don't want to say no homo. I'm a homo your ass. You don't stop saying pause. Pause. <laughs> Me just kind of like thinking about like how old I was when these episodes were getting played. Like Looking back on it, like... Maybe I shouldn't have watched stuff like that, but it was hilarious. It was hilarious at the time. I understand you can't really say stuff like that now um, and be taken seriously, right? Uh, you can't say stuff like that and people not get offended. Um, so it's kind of funny looking back at it and being like, man, this is a, this is, this is the world we live in. Right. And I also kind of going off on a tangent, I was listening to, um, well, I was watching like old Disney movies and I realized how racist they were and how many things people would let slide because they were made in the 1960s. And it's, I think the most important or the most like blatant one that I saw was um, the Aristocats, uh, Lady and the Tramp. Um, God, was it Dumbo? Dumbo and the Crows. So if those can kind of last throughout time and still be like people's like favorite movies. A show that lasted for four years, four seasons, coming back for their fifth with John Witherspoon uh, being the granddad and hopefully Regina King coming back and being the two, Riley and Huey Freeman. I think as much as I want it to be successful, I don't, I don't really think they have a shot. 
Um, but I want to end this episode with uh, two clips. The first clip is going to be about um, R. Kelly and how people view R. Kelly. And the Surviving R. Kelly um, documentary. Right? Because the thing about Boondocks, I'll say it again, is a reflection of everyday life. But this is how the Boondocks showed it. That was his brother booing him off the stage. So, uh, like I said, very short episode. You guys tell me what you think. Could the Boondocks survive in 2019? Can and will the Boondocks survive in 2019? And appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the feedback. Uh, rate, like, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, uh, Anchor. I know you guys heard my ad in the beginning of the podcast. And, you know, Julius Howe.